Hi everyone, it's Taral Ada, and you're listening to Luna Stream. Our shared goal for this podcast is to create a public forum for second generation to discuss their opinions, form stimulating conversations about our movement, and to bring ideas of the young people into the forefront of the wider conversation. On this week's podcast, Toya Jasun and I will be interviewing a guest about his STF experience, his transition back into his community. How do you avoid burnout? That was, I was always asking that question. And the effects gap year programs have on the second generation. Uh, <laughs> Get this bias out of here, dude. Throughout our programming, we censored our curse words with this sound bite. I do! So if you were wondering why there's a random Aju lady in our podcast, now you know why. And without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. And we're live. Greetings. Welcome to the Luna Stream Podcast. I'm your host, Toya Nomura. I'm joined today with my co-host, Justin Darty and Toro Oda. And our first guest of the show, Rusei Taguchi. Hello, hello, hello. Justin, uh, if you don't mind, could you introduce yourselves to, to the crew? Hey guys, uh, my name is Justin Darty. I am a young adult minister in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and I work at Trader Joe's. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, and Tora. My name is Tora from Las Vegas, and uh, currently youth pastor there, and uh, happy to be here. Nice. And finally, Ruse, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're my name is Ruse. Yeah. I'm excited. Ruse. I'm a STF Europe alumni. And I'm in Young Adult Ministries in Maryland. Nice. Um, I'm Toya again. I, I'm also a STF alum. Uh, currently, just excited. I'm a I'm a I'm a passionate member of the community here, to say the least, in Northern Virginia. All right. So um, today, I just wanted to interview you a little bit, talk about your experiences from STF as you're fresh off uh, finishing your second year. Um, how long have you been home now, Rosie? I think about like four months now. Okay. Yeah, something um, like that. How's it feel being home? Feels good, man. Um, I think SDF ended abruptly this year because of the whole coronavirus situation. So it's a little bit more hectic than I expected, but mm. um, I'm really happy to be back home. I feel like I get to work on a lot of things that I couldn't while on STF. Okay. And yeah, getting back to the real world is nice because you get to pursue your dreams and stuff. So. Oh, actually, what do you? What kind of questions do you guys have for Ruse? Since you guys, since both of us have done STF and you, you guys know, have been uh, stateside, you know, uh, Mialin Garcia Brito. Of yeah. course, she's <laughs> my sister-in-law. <laughs> that's my wife's sister, yo. Yo, that's tough. <laughs> what? No, it's good. She's beautiful, <laughs> man. I'm proud. I'm proud. It's my family over there. <laughs> I've like really like almost never talked to her actually on STF. Mm. <laughs> uh, what about Barney? You talked to Barney. I talked to Barney. I talked to Barney. Me and Barney got close. Cool. Wait, Barney's Mialin's um, okay. husband now, right? Mialin's spouse, yeah. Yeah, Mialin. Spanish, guys. Stop saying it in English. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> um, so... Do you think do you think what you've learned on SCF helped you kind of transition back into uh, youth ministry? I mean, what was it? Youth ministry? I'm working with young adult ministry now. Young adult. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. And also, there's carb starting in Maryland, so we're trying to get off the. Oh, I heard about that. Um, well, I'm in the conversation. Not quite a leader, but I'm in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the question, yeah, it's. 
I always thought that uh, missionary work or gap year programs, mm-hmm. uh, one of the sole purposes is to prepare you for life at home. Right. And so uh, I always kept the mentality that when my gap year program ends, then I should have the willingness or like the desire to go back home and do something. And mm-hmm. so with this mentality in mind, you know, uh, that's kind of how I uh, trained myself, I guess, in a way, or, or got myself prepared to go home. And so mm-hmm. a lot of it was self-discipline. A lot of it was uh, understanding that my faith is not dependent on anything, but rather mm-hmm. is just centered on heavenly parent, true parents. Um, and so I tried to, one of, the, one of the key things to that, or like preparing myself to go home, was making sure that I separated my faith from, from my dependency on the community or an environment right. or, mm-hmm. uh, or on anything else other than the absolute, the uh, unchanging, mm-hmm. heavenly parent, the truth. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really tough, right? Because like uh, often a, a lot of people when they come back from SCF, they kind of crash, right? Because it's such a supportive environment that it's like <laughs> it builds your faith for you in a sense. And when you're thrown into quote unquote the real world, right, and you don't have this a, a team leader telling what to do every day and a schedule mm-hmm. and a group to support, it can suddenly feel like you're floundering and drowning, just trying to keep your own faith alive. Doing things like Hyundai K suddenly kind of feels stupid and meaningless because you're like where's my support net where's my group where's people telling me giving me that positive feedback that makes this some this makes this so much easier and so much more valuable Mm -hmm. so i've been pretty impressed with uh you know just the few people that i've seen coming back from the european scf and rather than you know just dying from 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 the pain because like you know right yeah from the shock because sometimes it's so bad that when people come back from these these gap year programs like gpa Uh and scf and Uh thank god nga is gone NGA, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> NGA was great. Every, I, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just they can they can really struggle so i'm my oldest brother free uh well maybe i shouldn't call him out but if you know my oldest brother you know what i'm talking about but the my oldest brother he uh did uh, european yeah, SCF, SCF, right yeah and when he, he came uh, back it was really difficult for him to mm-hmm. like breathe on his own because it was right. such a supportive environment mm-hmm. i know a couple other bcs and when they came back they like were super super faithful and devout and very much you know follow the faith practices and were very serious mm-hmm. about it and then within a few months they had completely flipped to the other side because they started to feel so much resent uh resentment and stuff as they felt like nothing they learned could apply to their daily life mm-hmm. so i'm just surprised i don't know what they've done differently and I'm, I'm curious to see what do you think they've done differently that's given you the ability to not dry out without the you know love tank yeah i, I always yeah, I, I thought about this a lot too. I think in Maryland, it was a reoccurring problem. People would come back from their gap year programs. I saw many people just leave after coming back from the program where they would be inactive. Same. Yeah, I would just question like, man, like what is the point of any of this if you just end up, you know, going away? And so every, I remember every time there was a lecture, um, I would ask like, what do you do? Like, how do you mm-hmm. avoid burnout? That was, I was always asking that question. Because um, even in, in my personal life, like my, my dad, he was very into carb. He was super gung-ho kind of guy. But nowadays, oh. he's not super like, he's, he's pretty much burned out. That's the way he explains Dang. it. He's, he's used everything. Is he just done? Yeah, he's done skis, dude. <laughs> but uh, uh, he still like kept like, this really strong life of faith. But in, in my life, I've never been able to witness it. 
Mm-hmm. Not to say he was like against the church or anything, but it was just he was kind of just cruising, you know, breezing by. Um, so is he supportive of what you're doing right now? He he is supportive, but uh, he doesn't go out the way to like encourage me to go to church or anything like that either. Oh, I see. So um, he's just indifferent. Which is a different thing that we can talk about, like the how I was kind of my dad pushed me to go to church, but in the weirdest way, he was like, he was like, you know, <laughs> if you. If you don't want, to, if you want to leave the church, go ahead. That, that's what he would always say to me as I was growing up. So it gave me the freedom to choose and own my life of faith rather than having it forced onto me. You know, this is definitely mm-hmm. a path that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of ways that it was guided, but it's something that I feel ultimately I ended up deciding to mm-hmm. go on. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think what uh, STF taught me. One of the main things is uh, the experience of witnessing was. And this is one of the differences that I see amongst the gap year programs, if we're doing it in comparison to that, uh, is uh, in my first year, I had the opportunity to witness. But on GPA, there's in the first year, there's very little, if at all, witnessing. Um, And how how do you know that? I know that because of friends. (laughs) Just because I hear it. Um, and I've talked okay. to like staff about it too. Okay. Because uh, actually, I, I'm really close with a lot of the GPA people now. Okay. Um, my best friend did three years, right. um, and also like Dunn, one of my closest friends. Also, he just came off a year of Dunn, and I, I know that they don't do witnesses. <laughs> and so, I think they're great options, but they offer different perspectives. Of course. So, um, uh, but SCF is the best, right? <laughs> Get this bias out of here, dude. <laughs> I have my qualms with STF. They're not a perfect yeah. program, by all means. I think I could talk. I could even give a whole hour talk about the differences between the programs. Right. Uh, but so you're uh, saying, like, how did they help you? How did it help? How did witnessing help you then? Yeah. So then, so then, witnessing really, uh, I think, gave gave me the chance to talk about and study about my faith um, through my own lens and then share that with people mm-hmm. and um, being constantly tested, you know, like, like oh, here's the, like people would have this question or uh, even to an extent where people could accuse me because I was, there would be a hypocrisy when, whenever, whenever I would say things. And oh. so there was a certain level of accountability that, uh, that was, that was present and also um, yeah, I just felt I could grow to understand the word a lot more uh, through witnessing. And that, that, that's, I think, when uh, I started to separate myself from like the dependency on anybody else because it became mm-hmm. a really intense study of what do I really believe. And so that was, that was like kind of more developed in your first year or? or that was, yeah, I, I would say in my, in my first year, that's, what, that's where it started. I see. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I feel yeah. It's a shame that um, GPA doesn't do doesn't have that focus with like witnessing. It's it's so much. Only in the first year, though. I think they have later programs like CIG Missionaries, which is open to second year, third years, which is why I would recommend doing a second year, third year on GPA. Like, but that's the thing. Like, not everyone has the flexibility or the will to do a a second year for for GPA, and I feel like they're missing out on that opportunity. Like, they're they're robbed of that experience almost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they're not incorporating it into Mm -hmm. a part of the program. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. The only thing that GPA gets right is they they take their people to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yo, there you go. <laughs> well, my wife is from the Dominican Republic, so it was. You know, it's funny. It's funny. Like, yeah, GPA doesn't even take take the kids to Korea. They only did it this past year because of twenty twenty and like, but STF does it like mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, STF is. Go ahead. I think that. Uh... 
GPA is more like um, if you're in, if you can do it for the long run, do the yeah. do, do GPA. If you can commit two or three mm-hmm. years, I think it's a much deeper experience. Mm-hmm. But STF, if you got one year, it's everything wrapped into one one year. It's so true. that's one that's of the true. big differences, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like that they have limits on how many years you can do of STF because that's something I did not mention. My oldest brother did six years of STF. Are you serious? Crap. Yeah. And that was, I feel like that was the biggest problem because his like life became SCF. So when he came oh. back, he didn't know how to breathe, you know? And then the other, the other blessed child that I knew quite well, he, yeah, he did also seven years of as SCF. So Jeez. it was like, basically they became like full-time members at that point. Yeah. yeah and sure. being able to come back into a, into another country with a different culture, like literally when my brother came back, he had a weird accent. And he had this European intonation. It was really bizarre. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, his quite everything sounded a little different, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. it must have been like reverse culture shock too, coming back to the U.S. Because I had yeah. the same thing. So I mean, yeah, so suddenly he's in this other country, and there's all these people, and he's not sort of surrounded by all this, you know, devout uh, faith and love for his parents and stuff. So it was a big shock, and I think that was that was a big part of it. And I felt like a lot of what they learned was a lie, but mm-hmm. you know. I, I think, yeah, doing one year, it's not going to be such a, it's like going, it's not that simple, but it's like kind of like going to camp. It's more of an inspiration than it is, you know, not. And I I think they also have become really aware of the problem of people coming home and feeling. Yeah. So I feel like that's also a very big issue. Like, I mean, when I, when I came home, like there was like the most I could do was just jump into youth ministry to kind of like keep myself afloat. But even then I felt like, I was burning out because I was putting myself out there so much. Like, not so much, but, like, just, like, I just got stressed out to the point where I didn't want to do anything anymore. Because mm. I was always, like, like on, so to say. Like, doing doing something, doing public work of some, some degree. And I just couldn't manage, like, working and then going to school at the same time. Mm. Uh, like, and then by, by the end of, the, end of, like, my fall semester when I first came back in, like, 2016, like, I was... I was just done, dude. Like, I wasn't showing up from any of the, like, the youth ministry events. Like, yeah, I was just, I was getting slaughtered in school. And <laughs> it was pretty bad. That's right. So, yeah, I, w- I really mm-hmm. wish that there was, like, some kind of, like, support that I, that I could have had or, like, some kind of, like, uh... SCF aftercare. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, that would have been so, so great. Like, 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 there's, there's an expectation that I feel, like, placed upon you that like, you come back from a program and, and it's like, wow, oh, now you must contribute back into your community and uh, give it, give it your time and sacrifice again. Like, after, like, you know, one year, two year, which you've already sacrificed, and like you're coming back and you're just trying to do your own thing, and then there's like all, all of a sudden like this this pressure. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point too. Like like talking about pressure, like that's I think another thing that drives people away and burns people out is like this yeah. like expectation on people. I, I would say another one of my like uh, the the an- like answers quote quote of how to like mm-hmm. resolve burnout. I felt was like I think a lot of people misunderstand that after 
after you do a gap year program, you're kind of like set. But right. I think it's important that once you end one mission, you got to just continue. Like you got to start another one, whether that's youth ministries or whatever it is in your community. Honestly, it's it, it's it's many times just a personal thing, like committing yourself to continue your growth to the blessing or whatever. And I think uh, uh, yeah, that's, a, that that's a good segue. Yeah. Talk about the blessing. Yeah, got him. Oh, wait. Um, it's true. It's true. You make, That's a valid point. But like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Um, the community could do to better like transition those who come back and get them blessed yeah <laughs> that's not a solution uh, it's a yeah. solution like I mean for Torah how was it for you when you came back from like Champion uh, after your, like, your, your 40 days I mean no it's not like Champion is not considered like a gap year program but it's a, it's a very spiritual experience for you and you changed and so like um, what do you think did you put place any expectations on yourself? No, I just I just came back and did my own thing, really. Um, but I knew that when I came back from Chongpyeong, like I had like goals set in mind for myself. Yeah. Like for one of them was to involve myself in church more. Uh-huh. Sorry, I would, one one of the goals was to get to know the people of my church more. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew nobody before I went to ch- uh, Chongpyeong, so I was like I was determined to like insert myself into the community and just talk to the people of, of Las Vegas family church more mm. like whether it was like the carp kids here or the, the first gen or, you know, the youth here. So I just did it by myself. There was no pressure. There was no whatever. I just did my own thing really. Right. But um, do you, do you feel like you wish you had like some, some kind of support though? Like at, uh, from such like a like a not not really I don't I didn't mind too much I mm-hmm. I just felt different myself when I came back and mm-hmm. I just felt more free more open I guess right. and and being able to talk about my experiences of Chongpyeong was like mm-hmm. what helped me achieve one of my goals which was to get to know people more just mm-hmm. being able to talk to them about Chongpyeong was like that was like a good conversation topic mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah so no pressure whatsoever uh, I, I don't i don't necessarily cared if there was like a support system um because mm-hmm. for one for one jumping was only 40 days and i didn't have that sort of expectation to have to be supported by the community i guess yeah. I, I didn't expect that much from the community i guess <laughs> But yeah. yeah. So the blessing, Toyang. <laughs> yeah, blessing. All right, let's move on. How well, actually, well, uh, before before we move on to the blessing, I just wanted to ask both you, Toyang, and you say, uh, oh, yeah. why why did you guys go to SDF than like the other gap year program? What what attracted you to SDF more? Go first, Chrissy. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a long story behind how I ended up on SDF. Same. Yeah. The and in terms of like the yeah differences between the gap year programs, one thing one really important thing for me was getting a new environment. Um, I think in my community I was pretty well known in the church. People know me, and I was really. Uh, tired of kind of the the image that was that was put onto me or what people thought of me, and so I, I kind of just wanted to escape from that. 
So that's a big reason why I went to STF. And it was kind of like the road less traveled, you know, especially for my community in Maryland. We have very few STF Europe people, uh, alumni. Also, yeah, that point about witnessing, actually, I knew about it before we went into, we, I went to, into STF. And that was a big point because I really wanted to do witnessing because I really love mm. teaching because uh, I'm really passionate about teaching. And I felt like it's kind of the same same alley. So uh, I knew that SCF had that over over GPA. I mean, there's also like- Why did you want to do witnessing? Like, yeah, I want Anybody to. who wants to do it. <laughs> I wanted to try it at least. Except for my well, wife. Yeah. Well, we do it in Albania and it's pretty lit. It's so. pretty lit. Yeah, everyone everyone looks at you like like you're like hot stuff, like you're a celebrity because you're you have Asian Born eyes. Powers. Yeah. And well, what if you don't have Asian eyes? <laughs> Why would you want to do witnessing? Well, you have no reason now. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, tell I mean, me, that, why did you super... want to do witnessing? How is that an attracting feature rather than a subtracting feature? Uh, yeah, He's because to teach. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I did Sunday school back in Maryland and I really enjoyed teaching. I know that like workshops for me were really nice, you know, where there would, there would be lectures. I knew, I understood at least in some regard it was it was going to be like that. Um, but, I, but I just felt like it was a more complete understanding of faith rather than GPA strictly fundraising the whole year. And then so I would, I would kind of dip my toes into everything and so I could experience more why don't you like small details like korea or like (laughs) true true yeah traveling around europe would be fun or meeting international people was also actually for me ended up being probably one of the most important things even though it was really minor something like that oh yeah i know i was gonna ask justin why don't you like uh, witnessing uh i don't like i know you're i know you're a killer fundraiser i don't well I am a good fundraiser if I'm with someone who really doesn't want to fundraise. I have a weird personality trait that if there's a something that I can see, if there's a lacking in a group, I automatically try to fill it. Mm. Um, so if there's no, there, if there's a bunch of people hanging out and there's no obvious like conversation leader or doer, there's nobody like inspiring the group to change or to be or to do, I will be that person. However, if there already is one, I just kind of fall on the back and just kind of chill and hang out. So yeah, if you put me with a really gung-ho fundraiser, we're not gonna be an amazing team. I'm gonna just relax and let him do all the work and follow him around, or her, or her. Um, but if you put me with a person who is, uh, yeah, just doesn't want to be out, is totally caning out, just wants to go home or, you know, the more upset and more unhappy they are, the more I'm going to push them and try to give them an amazing experience and be like, you know, the leader they, they, they always wanted and and (laughs) for understanding and inspiring and we can do, let's do one more. You know, we've got, we got five minutes before the van gets here. Let's like do a blitz. You take this half, I'll take that half and we'll just run around and you know ask anybody we, we can you know and really push for a donation if they don't want to buy anything but if i'm yeah i if you drop me off by myself i will legit not fundraise i have done that <laughs> many times really. i they told i told them many times i don't want to be alone and they were like we're gonna send you all out alone you know you always do so great and i'm like i do not want to be alone i won't fundraise if you put me out alone he's like this is, this is your growing moment man i walked from point a to point b where they were going to pick me up and i just sat there and waited so good time yeah i i uh I like it and witnessing and witnessing so yeah so with witnessing i don't particularly like witnessing so i actually don't really like 
trying to convince people in what I believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, It really uh, bounces me off to like try to share something that means so much to me, to to someone who I feel doesn't really understand or care uh, and doesn't deserve it. Um, I even feel like there are members in our faith who don't deserve our faith. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not actually going to ever show that I care. I feel that way. But it's just like, I worked my ass off to get to this point in our faith. There were so many times where I lost hope, where I lost faith, where I felt like I couldn't do it, or that there was something better for me than this faith, or that it would have been easier. And I chose to stay. I chose to work it out. I chose to figure it out. Most people have really good examples. You know, not most people, but a lot of people who are still in the faith um, had really good examples in the home. Their parents were very united, very loving couple who really understood the divine principle and supported them. I did not have that. My parents fought all the time. So my family was not like the school of love that taught me the value of of our faith. I learned the value of our faith on my own through studying. Mm -hmm. And I sought out and created the programs I needed to continue to learn. And it was so difficult for the blessing. It was so difficult for me to get blessed. My mom, it's like she, well, she literally didn't want me to get blessed. Uh, Then I I got blessed. uh, But in order to do that, I had to pay for all the fees. You know, like in the, okay. it was really hard for us. Um, and yeah, the matching process at first took me a, uh, a year Then I had to, to go to the Dominican Republic. We wanted to go to Korea, but we just could not afford the tickets just to buy the tickets to get to Korea. I couldn't afford it. And then, you know, the blessing itself was really difficult. The leaders in the Dominican Republic wanted us to do all kinds of weird things. They wanted us to do three day ceremony and they wanted us to do they, all of these things that are for like uh, first gen you know who, yeah, yeah to, like anyway yeah and then the night after was a disaster her family got in a fight with my family my my wife like left the restaurant Jeez. why don't i want to get a witness to other people because you guys don't freaking deserve it i work my i do soft no i i 100 feel you dude. in my like, face something very precious to you and i hate i hate it so much for some lazy i do a second gen guy who's done nothing none of that but i i did the 40 day ceremony i did i did all the garbage that i did the seven day fast <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore but we did it right and then yeah. and then some guy is like oh i want to get blessed and then he just you know, pick some random girl. You want to get blessed to me? I've been super crazy. I've had sex with with random girls. I didn't do the whole faith thing. I've had sex with thirteen different girls. Jesus I, I drink every night. I, I do all the stuff that you're not supposed to do. I, I haven't upheld the faith in any way. I've cursed God. I've forsaken true parents. But ugh, dating's really hard, and I haven't found a good girlfriend. I guess I'll go to the blessing. Then they're like, mm. "Oh, I'm churchy." They find a girl. They go to the blessing. It's someone. It's like free for some reason. They just get to go for free. I know so many second gen who are like, you pay? I just went for free. And it's just like, why Why do I have to suffer? Because so, I'm willing? Because I'm willing to suffer, I have to suffer? Anyway, so I'm not, I'm not happy to see people who are like, well, prove to me why your faith is real. It's like, no, no, it's mine. No, that's a, I deserve yeah, it. For sure. You don't. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, so I, like I understand your, your experiences with your faith. <laughs> cause you to dislike witnessing or not not to win yeah basically like you just don't want to i mean to i feel like there are certain people that i invest my energy in that i feel right. like is witnessing and a lot of those people are already members right. or 
Yeah, already members. They're either first gen who've joined a long time ago, and I just continually support them and give them the ability to. I don't mean first gen young, old. I mean, you know, eight, you know, eighteen through twenty five first gen who've joined the church. I continually support them, make sure that they feel loved and connected, they have the resources they need, uh, and then second gen who are struggling with their faith and, and want to leave. I've always been able. I've always been available for those people to let them know, nice. like, I'm here for you, whatever. So that's always the capacity. That's important. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've done. But yeah, my wife is very opposite. She loves witnessing. When she was in the Dominican Republic, she she literally went to the Carp Center and gave two lectures every day. That's wild. Yeah, she wasn't even. Were you like that every day? Did you give uh, like two I'll, lectures every day? Not not so much. I mean, yeah, I gave a lot of lectures. But actually, uh, I like the point that you brought up, Justin. Like. Um, like what even like going back to like what is witnessing then you know like for me in in my mind is it's not it's not always about just like giving lectures or like standing in front of a trying to show people prove to people that they're wrong or prove to people that i'm right um i was having a conversation with my friend uh jungwon uh and he was dropping some knowledge and he was he was telling we were talking about witnessing kind of in a similar way as, uh, as this conversation is going and he, he was telling me like you know like if you really think about it the original meaning of to witness is to see something right and it's not like i'm showing you this and so you better see what this is but i have to do something and if i'm trying to witness someone i have to do something in my life where uh the person that i'm like my guest or whoever it is has to be able to see and say like in their heart like actually this is something that i want and that's why I just i feel like yeah, your your perspective is so true, because it's like it's like it should be that way. Where where I I witness your life, wow, it's like so much like mm. uh, struggle and so much victory, and you are so happy now, and so I want that. You know that that's that's the true meaning of witnessing. I think, um, and I like that definition. Yeah, yeah. Wit- like, witness the love and true parents in my life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And if people have it so backwards, where it's like it's like you're gonna see this. I do. And I mean, you're gonna see this stuff and. It's gonna be like, like super cool, and it's you're gonna, gonna be automatic. Die. Yeah, that's not what it's about, and that's why I said earlier, like I right. felt like people could accuse me, and when I realized that there's so much like problems that I have, like I can't witness the people that I feel like they're better than me. You know, it just doesn't yeah, work. Sure. You know, yeah. I'm trying to show you something, like I can't be worse at it than you are. I love that <laughs> definition. I'm stealing that from. Yeah, go for it, man. I'm gonna pretend I made it up. I had this opinion uh, to witness something means God's to see it happening. You know, so what people need to do is they need to witness the love that I have for myself and for my community and be attracted yeah. to that. That's how I witness, baby. Well, yeah. I mean, like, in a way, now that you say that, I also felt like that's what I wanted to do when I was witnessing in Albania. I feel like um, when when you're able to bring that passion or when you're able to bring like the love that you felt from true parents and God to like other people, they they also feel it innately. And then they're like, wow, let me join. Where, where's the papers? And it's like, no, there's no paperwork. You just have to come on a lecture like three, four times a week. And then uh, once you finish this lecture set, you're in, baby. And then there's like, paperwork. What? And then you never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, you see them again. <laughs> but the thing I, 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 you do, you do. But I mean, it, it's just a handful of times. They'll, they'll only come for like the first, like you know, the three lectures, like introduction. Uh, to, what is it? Principles of creation, and then uh, the fall. And then, then you lose people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, getting back to the point of what, like why I joined STF tour. Um, I did. I, I did it because of a number of reasons. Uh, one, uh, I couldn't afford college, and. 
once I went to the orientation for Virginia Tech after graduating high school and I realized how much money I had to spend, I was like, F no, heck no, I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't do this. I can't go into debt like that. And then uh, I bounced out of that and then I was juggling options and um, SDF was one of them. So same with GPA, but uh, one of my good friends, uh, son, Sunshine, Mr. Sunshine 393, um, he, he just came back from two years at SDF and he was like giving like a, like a little testimony at church about like how much he enjoyed it and I could see like how much like he changed like too as a result of the program like he became a lot brighter a lot more extroverted and very uh outgoing and a lot more charismatic than he used to he was this shy little introvert oh I play maple story (laughs) (laughs) uh dude and then like he had no sense of style too so like it was it was interesting to see that transformation and I was like wow like like this program offered all these things to him and then he could change yeah being able to a witness witness him yeah. change yeah and i thought that was i thought that was uh pretty dope it's like it's funny how like, he had program. no sense of style and now he yeah, does yeah <laughs> therefore i am inspired to go to <laughs> oh he's so fresh <laughs> damn what that style oh, shoot, man. yeah for sure go to SCF, game changer <laughs> That's not what you get out of SDF. I don't know what happened to him. No, 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 no. Yeah, but no. But like, a lot of the intrinsic, intrinsic benefits that he gained through them, like, like you know, uh, like also his his faith and, and passion into the religion, and seeing him being excited for. Uh, God and true parents. I was like, wow, you did not have this excitement going going into FCF, but now you have this coming out. I was like, I hope to gain something like this as well. And being backed into a corner like between school and like uh, not going to school and like GPA. And I, and I heard like GPA was ridiculously expensive. So I was like, freak that. Like, I'd rather go was to Europe. $2,000, right? 4000 Yeah, it was like $2,000, $3,000, dude. That's why I went to the Best Scenes Academy. Yeah, good thing. Because yeah, it was, it's only ten thousand dollars, but you, mm. you 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 pay it over the year. It's like a so it was a lot well, easier. I, mean, I, I heard the same with GPA, but I mean, like at four thousand dollars, it's like, dude, I can't. My family can't afford that. But, I do. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Uh, anyway, it was only seven hundred euros for the fee, and then like what, what a couple hundred, like five five to seven hundred dollars for a plane ticket over there. So it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Um, that's why I chose this. Yeah. And um, speaking of which, uh, also to meet all the girls, man. No, I think I think it was so many really people leave SDF blessed. <laughs> Cho Well, no, that's that's they say they all these guys here programs like that's not what this is for. That's like yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You lean in Barney, man. There you go. Um <laughs> what I what I really appreciated about going on SCF was just like being able to observe like our church in different countries and like our church in different mm, countries. Like, yeah. No matter no matter what church I went to, whether it was in Germany, like, Austria, Switzerland, or like um Albania, like every time I walked into a church, I always felt I was back at home. Like it was yeah, it was really strange. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that about it. Yeah. Damn. That's good. Yeah, meeting members from all around the world is yeah, super important. And I think I think uh, SCF Europe being in Europe and a lot of people coming from outside of that whole continent, I think it showed like the people that were attracted to Europe, to SDF Europe were typically more committed because it took a lot more. For sure. Especially if they were like South American, that's a huge commitment because it's a lot of money, you know, and they, right. I know some that have fundraised for like a year just to be on SDF Europe the next yeah. year. And so it's interesting. I think I, I get a good perspective or I get to digest yeah. like, like where people come from and how to interact with uh, different cultures or backgrounds things like that 
even as a team leader, I started to understand the more people shared with me or like talk to me, it was kind of like I was inheriting their experiences. And so my like, that's how my perspective started to grow because mm. when they would report to me, talking spiritually, when they would report to me, it would be like going through me to the central figure. And uh, that's one way where I could really digest, yeah, people's life experiences from all over the world. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like the Europeans have their own interpretation of faith. Like they're more, they're more devout in a way, like like vertically. And then when you come out to America, everyone's like, "Hey, buddy, buddy!" And like horizontal. I think you find that all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere I've gone that isn't the states, people are more vertical. Mm-hmm. No, but like, but that's this is. But we're talking about like, like culture. That's not a bad thing. I don't think that's bad. I just think that yeah, it's no, something I'm you saying, find. There's something about the states, people mm-hmm. are very horizontal. Well, it, that depends from person to person. But I'm saying like, as a culture, as a people, as a society, like it's just like their interpretation of faith is different compared yeah. to compared to. America. It's a lot easier to witness in the Dominican Republic. Like we would just yeah. all, like I went with a, a couple of Japanese. Uh, well. I saw them from a distance. I was like, I went with them. No, I did not. I uh, I was walking through a park and I saw some Japanese members. Coincidentally, yeah, coincidentally, who were who were witnessing and they didn't really say anything. Just kind of handed them a pamphlet, and then they were like, "Cool, where is this?" And the Japanese members were like, "Just follow us," and they just they just went. And I was like, "Wow, that okay." Yeah, it happens like that, man. <laughs> I had a team leader he's from South Korea doesn't speak English too well and we were witnessing in Romania he just walks up to this person he's like are you happy and the person's like what the f-? and he's like are you happy and they come with me and they just and they just go dude it's crazy wow wow yeah so it's like I feel like if you're if you did that in the states um yeah, yeah I don't want. Very that's, difficult. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> goodness. Very, very difficult. What did you like about coming home? Like, what were you looking forward to when you came home? Uh, I was looking forward to sleep. <laughs> true, true. That first couple of weeks, I was, my sleep schedule was like slept like twelve hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I, I told myself, you know, this concept of sleep debt. I was like, I'm paying back all my debt. <laughs> so I'm like, like heaps of debt, dude. Dude, uh, that's 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 that was a good feeling. That's for real, dude. That's a thing. <laughs> so funny. And then, uh, no, actually. Um, yeah, it's like I said, I, I'm really passionate about becoming a teacher. And I think there's a lot of things on STF that you can't do, like just like different things you want to study or like pursuing your passions. It's kind of put on hold. Um, and so that was the main thing that I was excited to come back to do. Um, I, also, I learned like the importance of languages. I think like language of a heart is thing, but there's limitations. You got to learn people's languages, like for real. Mm-hmm. And so I started like studying language. languages. Um, I I'm Japanese, but I can't speak Japanese, so I've been working oh, on that. I've been working on Korean, and I learned to speak some German. But I also studied in high school, but yeah. So those are like my priorities. But uh, yeah, I feel like I could finally invest into the direction. You know, I was laying the foundation on STF, but I could finally take my steps forward after coming home, and that's what I was right. excited about. True. What do you? If you could change one thing about like gap year programs, or I guess STF in this case, because we both might. What would you want to change? What a change. Yeah. Like, what do you think that, yeah, just change for the better? That's a, that's a hard question. 
that's a wrong <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. question dude it's just so uh, perfect you know <laughs> yeah no, no dude because it's so trash <laughs> uh, uh but it's because like, like i think the main thing that could be done better is the, actually the education going into a gap year program okay um, i think people go in with the wrong mentality a lot of times yeah and that's what messes people up and i'm i'm a firm believer that like whatever gets thrown at you you can figure it out in a good way you know there's no there's no definite evil there's no definite goodness but it's how you take you how you take things and that that's what in, that would that's what determines good or evil yeah i think each program as 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 many problems or as many good things there are as long as your mentality is strong you can get a good experience out of it mentality strong can you explain that uh like as long as you can interpret any experience that comes to you as something that's from heavenly parent or i was actually having a discussion about this yesterday with some of my friends um because i think no matter the experience that that you have you kind of have the ultimate final decision saying whether it was good or bad you know i think inherently nothing is good or bad or good or evil i think to that extent like like all the way to the side of the spectrum like something happens it's not evil it's 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 what you do with that that determines if it's good or evil you know Mm -hmm. if my if someone close to me passes away it can turn evil if i become resentful or if i mm. if i if i like mourn over it for like super long or for i i i regret it for the rest of my life or it can be a really good thing if i start to appreciate this person's life or if i appreciate my own life because of it um mm. and i think the same goes with everything that's kind of like just a small example but it go i think it goes with everything and so it's all educational if you choose yeah. to be educated yeah 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 I think that goes back to even like my my earlier point of like yeah what do you what do you really like depend on when it comes to your faith um like right. if your thinking is in a certain way it it changes how your what your faith becomes um and I think also some reason why people have bad experiences too is because their their thinking is too stubborn uh, and they think, do, you, you know, do you think it's about like the expectations they have too yeah i think yeah there's a whole lot of things a whole lot of things so so for you if you could change your program you'd change like like how you would manage expectations before someone like joy, like enters the program and uh managing like kind of like or like expressing the importance of like mentally preparing mm-hmm. yeah because even like podcasts like these or talks like these i think are really important for people to listen to in terms of like gap year programs right. they should hear what stf provides what gpa provides what what done provides or any other program that's out there and mm-hmm. they should they should hear from alumni what what they think and i think right now for whatever the reason is like whether it's because of headquarters or something because headquarters is really pushing for gpa that's an incredible amount of bias but nobody's giving a genuine down-to-earth answer as to here's what this program is here's what you should think and really like like a lot of it it's like it's like external things like oh sdf is in europe sdf is in goes to korea like all the right and and it's it's all about the numbers too yeah it's all about like Like, gpa blah 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 all this like crap that that is affecting everybody of really what is the point of the whole mission and people aren't talking about that it's freaking frustrating and there's no education going and people people like don't even understand a lot of times why they're doing a gap year program some people get pushed to do it some people have a desire to do it but they don't really know what's going to happen you know in terms of spirituality Mm. um and so there needs to be some yeah better preparation not just a preparation workshop that comes like a week before it happens right yeah i think i think everyone should do a should do a gap year program like scf and gpa before they go to college because i feel like it gives you a space as an uh, as a person to to practice 
practice being an adult in your faith in a safe, safe environment away from your family and your parents before you then go to college or something like that. But I think it's, I, I a, it's a lot harder to just jump into college, especially if you're going to be living on campus um, as the entire culture will be different and you'll lose most of your support network. If you're in out of state and you're really far from your from your home church and your family, um, especially if like if you go to like University of Oklahoma, there is no church in Oklahoma. <laughs> You that have is, to drive to Texas point. or Oklahoma City or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's really it's really difficult. Um, so being able to go to a gap year program and like you know stretch your wings and te- try flying on your own, but still not so alone that there's no safety net. And so I think it gives you an opportunity to express mm-hmm. yourself without the mm-hmm. control or this the the help of your parents um you know before you then go to a a community by yourself also gives you a chance to like really discover and define your faith before you make that choice of is this something i want because you may have gotten poor education growing up because your parents didn't just kind of slack or maybe you did get education but it's wrapped up in all kinds of weird emotional trauma and stuff and so you're kind of you're kind of pushed off of it from there so to have a, a community and an environment that's completely disconnected from the one you grew up in uh, yet also very much the same can be really helpful for you to be like well I don't like true parents and have someone go all right let's talk about that rather than be like you're bad you're wrong you need to believe right now get dropped down give me 50 kembes I I agree with you Justin but I'd just like to interject and uh, counter argue that I don't think I don't think that should be that's a valid reason just to go to a gap year program because think about it like if you're on a program you're mostly receiving you have the freedom to like do your own things or think on your own a lot of things are just fed to you and if you're smart enough or you until you're intelligent enough to like figure out your own emotions and your own uh, feelings then you'll like dissect what the lecturer says and like in, uh, and then apply it to your own life or take it to for how you want to like uh, receive it and a lot of the times it's like I feel like uh, gap year programs are more detrimental to those who, who just go because it's like, oh, the, 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 the fad, the cool thing to do because they're not really putting, uh, they're not getting like that, in, like that, like that, what is it? That individual responsibility of owning their faith. And I feel like, and so instead of going to a gap year program, I'd argue that people should go to do like a 40 day workshop first at Chump Jump because that way, like in that sense, you're, you're actually on your own. You have to develop your own thoughts for the religion. And then, yeah, and in that way, you're also surrounded by um, like people of the, of our community, of our movement and our, and our church in Korea uh, away from home. So away from your comforts, I feel like that kind of experience is more akin to what you were trying to say earlier about like your points about develop maturing and developing your own faith outside of your your home and like your mm-hmm. kind of building off of that um I, I, for me it's not a, it's not the point about gap year programs but it's actually mm-hmm. fun, fundamentally is like church tradition of getting the experience to fundraise and witness for, mm-hmm. for me that's what it is about i think you can't really you really get like an understanding of our faith when you fundraise and when you witness. Okay. I, I'm, I'm for gap year programs for sure. But if you can get that experience, then mm-hmm. like at least for a year, I think a year is like, yeah, it's like a solid amount of time. I think it's reasonable. Like if, I mean, like it's not so much to ask of you. I don't know. People still don't want to go. But then I think, I think there's also this trouble of like, how, like on a program, like I, I, I hate the fact when, people come back like hate like resentful or like they they're in a in a worse position than when they went and i hate i really dislike the fact that people's spiritual lives 
are mismanaged. And I feel like that's very frustrating to observe and be, and actually have been a part of as well. What do you mean mismanaged faith? Like for, for me, for my, like I felt very hurt in my second year uh, because I never had the opportunity to, to team lead, right? And there's an expectation for uh, like, at least go, uh, for me going into it, like that you'd have the ability to like team lead once, you know, either be a fundraising condition, witnessing or um, be in charge of a workshop of some sorts. Right. But like, it was very frustrating because I, and I felt very hurt because at, um, I, I saw other people of who are, who I could argue were less capable or less um, charismatic or, or, you know, less leadership ability being being like team leaders for a fundraising mission and stuff like that and i felt that was very very bs because one like i i felt like the director didn't trust me or believe in my ability to succeed or like you know right or just yeah just trust me in general or and like and felt and i felt really hurt by that and i like you know if i did it if i took it the wrong way i could have just been very resentful i could have just you know crapped on everybody the whole time and like you know i had to work through those emotions and i had to come out like no that's just that's just life yeah sometimes it sucks but you gotta get over it and then there'll be other opportunities for you to leave like you know what I mean? and it took a long time no 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 lie but like you know stuff like this like people's people's spiritual lives get mismanaged like in that in that sense like they just, it's very frustrating when that happens and to observe it happen so the spiritual mismanagement was that they didn't let you lead well i mean yeah because if you think about it like that you can't you there's so a they, lot of they mismanage your spiritual life is that what you're saying yeah it, yeah because it, like they stunted it, your growth like, yeah it's not in my growth because i couldn't have those opportunities that everyone else did in does everyone who do a second year become a team leader yeah for the most part it was like those for the most part right well if yeah, the entire I'm the exception. alumni from the first year does right. the second year is there enough positions for for their everyone well, I mean, to be a leader? SDF is really small and uh, the retention rate is also very low like to, for to go on to a second year so most most second years a majority of the second so you went with the expectation to be a leader the second year and you were right just made another just just another student and it was very i was like, just i was just basically a team assistant the whole time and i mm-hmm. felt like that was very unfair i never had like a full explanation and like it was just really bs but anyway i, I yeah i feel like i was robbed of an opportunity to do to to learn to to experience and to you know grow my faith in this in this way to be able to teach to lead and like you know provide something to the first year sounds like you should do a third year of this yeah why <laughs> maybe come back to a team leader fulfill your dream yeah sorry marine corps does not allow me to just just do this like right. four, four years then do your sort of like You'll, you'll be you'll have kids you'll be like 27 years old and you'll be doing a third yeah. year of this yeah why not dude? i don't know but my point is it's just it's gap years are really good for people who know what they want to do and uh i feel like gap years also need to get better in managing people or just the programming itself because it's very it's very it's a very delicate procedure and it's just hold people's people spiritualized are are gap years like meant for people who want to if they don't if they're very shaky in their life of faith or is that is a gap year for them it's case by case honestly like because mm-hmm. um if you're very shaky but you want to learn or you have the desire to learn more or like understand then it's fine but if you're unsure unwilling or and, and like just going there for the ride to be yeah then no it's not it's not good for you obviously because okay. you don't even know what you want because i 
I'm the youth pastor here and I'm like, I went to uh, a Famicom this, uh, this year and they, yeah, like, like you say said, like um, the headquarters is really pushing for kids to go to GPA or do a gap year program. And I've never been to a gap year program. So it's kind of hard for me to like give my thoughts or convince people, other people to go. So I'm just trying to get wrap my head around, like what is the purpose of gap years and why they, why it benefits them to go and why it would benefit high schoolers, high school graduates to go. So I just wanted to get more information. Right. Yeah, I feel like gap year programs simulate what the early days of the church were like for our parents. Right. For sure. Um, you know, we don't have full-time members uh, stations where you can just, drop all of your lively possessions, become a full-time member and witness all day, every day and fundraise all day, every day and go to speaking tours for true parents and, and support true parents as they, you know, conquer communism. It doesn't exist. Except UPA. Uh, what's UPA? Oh, you don't know. It's the, it's the graduate school that the church offers. Oh, oh yeah. They're like, they're like military people. Yeah. Wearing uniform and stuff. The guy with a fresh suits dude i've met one of those leaders and he was insane yeah they're nutty not in a good way he was he was a terrible leader they're all insane in the membrane actually two i met two two missionaries who both did upa graduated and were assigned leadership positions in another country and did a terrible job they were the worst um but yeah okay maybe not upa i'm not let's wait a little longer Let some other people be the guinea pigs first. Um, yeah, so I feel like FCF, GPA, um, I don't know what done is. But yeah, those programs, they give the you garbage. an opportunity. Just kidding. <laughs> they give you an opportunity. Just lost 50% of our viewership. Thanks, Tony. They just, they give an opportunity for you to experience the, what what inspired our parents about the faith. Those opportunities where they learn, my, most of my parents' opportunities where they talk about their struggles and stuff is after fundraising for three days straight, you know, they uh, collapse on the floor and, and fall asleep and they have a dream with true parents and they have some huge revelation to change their life, you know? And it's like in your daily life, uh, going to college, working a job, hanging out with your friends and family, you know, going to see movies on the weekend, uh, playing video games with your off time watching you you're just not going to get anything like that kind of experience um, and so I think that it creates kind of a safe environment to experience the more intense side of our faith mm-hmm. the kind of really you know extreme go 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 um really strong faithful environment you know 100k every day and it gives you a chance to really just absorb the faith in its entirety and we're not the only people who do this you know the mormons have what they call their mission um and they they also do they do two years of mission they go to another country um and And they get a full ride to byu those two years they they witness and uh they learn and they study and i if you listen to mormons talk about their childhood and stuff it sounds like the unificationists they, mm. they don't sound any different is crazy i was just like i feel like i could just take you and drop you in a church environment and no one would notice that you're not right. second gen it's, it's crazy <laughs> they even have a guy that is very similar to true parents is the yeah. way so I was just like, wow. But they just got it down because, you know, 
their centers are legit and they wear well nice yeah they've been around longer too uh, yeah but not that much longer yeah, not, it's not that different actually yeah no they've been around since the 1800s <laughs> which is in that's, that's, respect is not a lot <laughs> well yeah but they still have a hundred more years on us and plus they're a little bit more mainstream because they're uh the theology is much easier to to understand and grasp comparatively they also a hundred years is a lot arranged marriage they just they were smart enough to never call it that <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they yeah, do well. in, interfaith courting right so they they only uh, wow. court people. That's, that's a badass name uh, should, should i don't know if that's charity. exactly what they call it but like they they their faith relies on yeah so like uh, mormons uh yeah they have really similar faith styles and experiments and they also do this you know two-year program before they go into everyday normal normal life you know so i just feel like it's not that uh it's not that crazy to say that it would be beneficial for second gen to do the same or something similar um and i i i I disagree with toya saying that if they don't want to do it it's not going to help them and i understand because it it brings the environment down for everyone else if you have someone there's those people suck um we had those people at the blessings academy and i hated them and they ruined everything one of those people was my team leader and he was a sack of potatoes and i very much wanted him out um, but I, he helped me grow by being a point of tension. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Tune in again next time on Luna Stream. Um, thank you again to our wonderful guests, Rusi Taguchi, and our co hosts, Justin Darty and Tora Oda. We're signing out. Peace. Thank you guys for listening all the way to the end, and if indeed you still are. If you want to hear a certain topic being discussed in the show, we would love to hear your input. So send us your thoughts and ideas. You can reach us on Twitter at LunarStream or LunarStreamPodcast at gmail.com or our Facebook page at LunarStreamPodcast, and you can join us on Discord, link below. LunarStream is available on all platforms. You would find podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and many more to catch all the newest episodes. All right, that's all for now. See you next week of June.